0: It's the VNS in twenty minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X ninety two 9 X mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Friday, August 12, twenty twenty two. I'm Beckler. I'm Shanana. na Something
1: like a na
0: There was a band called Shanana. na na wasn't there? Oh, really? Na-na-na-na. Shanana. I added too many nas. No, one yeah. extra. Sha na na
1: or na <laughs> Okay. Shanana. na na
0: uh, We both had to look. Decently nice today because we're filming, doing some filming with our our new digital guy Sam. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like looking nice?
1: No, I. Well, I'm not. (laughs) Don't really look nice because I bike into work. It's impossible to keep your hair looking nice when you bike into work. Have to put a helmet on and then get blown in the wind. So I tried. Sure is. (laughs) I should have taken a photo before I biked in just to show that I did look nicer. (laughs) Be like, hey, I tried. Okay, that's it.
0: We were talking the other day about your friend who wants to move here from. Vancouver Island and walk to work every day and like how do you look nice in an office when you also have to bundle up for a a Canadian winter Mm -hmm. same thing with people who bike right yeah totally
1: like if you had a shower at the office that would be great that would be great then you just get
0: up early bike in
1: shower I almost brought my straightener to work to be able to like redo my hair but whatever it's fine I mean, really, I look like, I'm just looking more realistic when we shoot, when I look like this. It's fine.
0: <laughs> it's authentic. This there what are no I normally lies. Look like. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> trying to dress up for you. No. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about etiquette on the bike paths, a problem I'm having at the house, and maybe some solutions to that, uh, your ability to handle spicy foods and what might determine that. Uh, Ford's new electric truck. They're taking orders again, but it's greasy this time around. Greasy. How tourists around here want to see wildlife. Crazy. Some Canadian hits in French. Crazy.
1: What? None of these are greasy. You can, you can tell it's Friday. Things are getting stupid. Should I just shut up
0: and we'll get to it? Okay. All right. Here's the out of context clip of the show.
1: I, too, have a long crack. Yeah. I inherited that You but come from a long line of knowing. I have no a long asses, line right? of long cracks. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I had a supernatural experience last weekend, Beckler, and I'm still trying to process it, uh, but it was very eerie. So I was hanging out by the river with some friends and we were sitting on some rocks down by the bank because the river was pretty low at the time and as I was leaving I spotted something leap from in between these rocks and I looked over the edge of the rock and there was a fish flopping around out of water it was extremely lively. And there was nowhere that it could have come from. There was no water close by. This tiny, tiny little pool that it could not have been living in.
0: So it's not like it jumped from the river and It did and not jump there? from the
1: river. It was nowhere near where the river was at this point. Not even close. And it was just flopping around there. Just a fish out of water. How
0: big of a fish?
1: It was a sizable fish. It was actually a bigger fish than anything I've seen in the elbow before, too. Like, it wasn't a tiny little thing. It was... I don't know, what would you say this size is? Eight inches, maybe? Something like that. And it was flopping around there, just... Huh. Where the hell did that fish come from? Maybe a
0: bird dropped it.
1: I was wondering that, and I looked around, and there were no birds nearby that I could see. I mean, maybe... Could have flown away. Could have flown away, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, and just kind of did a drive-by on the way. But you'd think we would have seen that or heard it. It was close by to us. Maybe the fish had been flopping there for a while. Maybe, but it was still so lively, too. I was like, it's been out of water for a while. How is it still living? Very strange. That is weird. I think, Backler, this... Could this have been a ghost fish? A ghost fish? Could this have been... Just, like, how else would a fish survive? Of, was it just a figment of my imagination? Was it even real?
0: Were you with anybody, or was it just you?
1: Uh, there was a couple people who all also, They saw the fish, They too? also saw the okay. fish, so...
0: So the fish was real.
1: So either we were all hallucinating together... <laughs> We all saw the mirage together. It was very weird. So, of course, here we are then trying to pick up the fish to bring it to the river, right? And I don't know if you've ever tried to pick up a fish, but that didn't go so well either. This thing's flying oh, out of our hands, and we're all tripping over the rocks. It was a comedy routine, especially a ghost fish. Like, you can't grab a hold of a ghost fish.
0: Maybe it was a dead relative trying to get your attention, and they took, they took the form, In the of, form, this form fish of a fish on the rock. A flopping Shana! fish out of water.
1: Shana! Just flapping around like, It's me! <laughs> The
2: B&S in 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
0: Yesterday on the show, we were talking about our sense of smell. Yeah. And the evolutionary reason for it. Um, and I asked you on the podcast, it, like, I, I said, well, we were talking about how scent is more important to other animals than it is to humans. It is it to is humans, humans, yeah. For the most part. Like, it's very important to animals that use it to navigate and to identify, uh, you know, other members of their species, uh, other species.
1: Sniff butts, That's, that kind of thing. Sniff butts, exactly, Sean. Sniff, sniff asses, yeah.
0: But uh, maybe I'm underestimating how important scent is to people. So I was going to ask you to rank your sense, or sorry, your, your senses in order of importance.
1: Well, I always like to play the old game of sniff ass. So, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Shawna Jefferson, huge Big butt. old sniff
0: asser. Butt sniffer.
1: Yeah, I'm huge. big fan of the, the sniff butt. Anyway. Uh, okay, so rank the senses.
0: In order of importance. I would say like s- if you had to start losing them, where would you
1: Okay, so sight is the most important, I think.
0: Agreed. Sight mm-hmm. would be number one, I think.
1: Um the next one's tough. I hearing and touch are close, but I think I touch. would touch hearing would be the next important one for me.
0: Yeah, I was gonna go hearing second.
1: Yeah. Um but Touch. Yeah, touch.
0: So touch is third for you then.
1: Touch is third for me.
0: Why such importance on touch?
1: I mean you wanna be able to touch people and have pleasure, you know, that kind of thing. Would be, yeah like being able to touch things and, and feel them i feel like would be you know some, really it's just about the pleasure you actually you, <laughs> like without touching, okay. if you couldn't feel anything <laughs> then it would be no fun right you wouldn't have that part of your life that's true but you would give that up
0: before tasting food
1: mm, it is tough i think so
0: well okay
1: yeah it's tough though that's okay. a either everybody. way buddy
0: um yeah And then
1: remember (laughs) sniff butt
0: sniffer as well.
1: Uh then taste and then smell.
0: So smell would be the least important to you, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh I'd probably go similar to your rankings. Mm -hmm. Sight for sure. Yes. I think not being able to see the world would be scary. Yes. Although, I mean, if you've if you've never seen people navigate the world just fine. I know. So
1: But I and that's I I was thinking that too. I was like, I guess if you've never seen it it would be different. You don't know what you're missing. But Mm -hmm yeah
0: but to lose your sight have, after having lived with it for a while would be would be difficult awful, yeah, uh, and then hearing mm-hmm. just, maybe that's partially due to although like in this line of work I could pro- I'd probably be a better radio host without my sight, yeah, than without my hearing, right true I'd probably couldn't do this job if I couldn't hear no, so it's true, and then i like I basically lost smell and taste with covid right, and it wasn't devastating, yeah. so maybe I mean it wasn't fun.
1: I do love good food. Like taste would be uh, that would be tough. Yeah. Yeah, and
0: like smell. There's lots of good smells, and we talked yesterday about how it's tied to memory and their pheromones and that sort of thing. Yeah. But there's also so many bad smells, and I feel like the bad smells are worse than the good smells are good.
1: And to be honest, right now we're really feeling it because the hotter it gets, the worse the worse smells are. You know.
0: Yeah. Like if you <sighs> ever had to smell someone's. If someone's fart in public again. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Would oh, it wouldn't it? be terrible. Smell the garbage. Your
1: bow. I don't want to. I don't want to smell your bo anymore.
0: Nope. Your bow. You call it bow. Bow.
1: It's a nice way. That is of my son's it. name.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't want to smell okay. bow anymore. Okay. The B and S and twenty minutes or less podcast. So the turtleneck is making a comeback. I see it in a bunch of different fashion magazines and stores again and everything else. But it got me thinking. How did the turtleneck become a symbol of a nerd? Because is it just me, or when I think of a turtleneck, I think nerdy for some See, reason. See, I think
0: artsy. Oh, See, my brother is, a, is an artist, and he is he never stopped wearing the turtleneck. You're right. He's been wearing the turtleneck for a long time. Fair, and so. the
1: shift has, it's been kind of a while, and it is becoming more of an artsy thing for sure now, but I, I don't know. For some reason, it makes me think of nerd. Hmm. There are certain things, though, <laughs> Nerds that...
0: like to cover their necks?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, which is actually, your neck.
0: You nerd which is
1: quite funny. Actually, like Big Bang Theory. One of the nerds. I forget which one, <laughs> but he always wears a turtleneck. And I'm always like, yeah, that's that, True. That, the symbol. But there is this like this image of a nerd that we seem to have just kind of agreed with. And it's always glasses, right? Yeah, that is the nerdy thing.
0: Bad haircut,
1: bad haircut. And then suspenders is always yeah. associated with nerd culture as well, which is also weird to me.
0: How much do you think Urkel is responsible for that?
1: Well, that's what I wonder. Is it him? Would he be? the why archetypal we, nerd why we have the nerd vision that we know. have or was there a nerd before him that he was then inspired by
0: the glasses one is funny because that has since reversed we're now like apparently kids want glasses totally right um
1: and i mean even <laughs> suspenders now right like all the hipsters wear suspenders we were just talking about going to the shows and
0: my buddy so uh my buddy scott belford is a stand-up comedian in, in Calgary here super funny guy And he's got a joke in his set about growing up how he wears glasses Mm -hmm. and all the cool kids copied off his homework and then they all failed together (laughs) and he's like yeah i never said i was smart i just have bad eyes
1: (laughs) seriously that's what i was thinking it was like most people have glasses like it's not something to do with you being smart or not but for some reason we always associate if you're wearing glasses it's a nerdy thing
0: maybe it's because like years ago if you were wearing glasses then then contacts weren't a thing you wouldn't have been as athletic
1: Oh, and athletics maybe. are tied
0: to being cool, whereas then you—I
1: okay. don't know—it's
0: like it all Very goes back weird. so far. These stereotypes, right? Like before our time,
1: it just seems so bizarre kinda... when you start thinking about it. You're like, yeah, why is that though? Oh yeah, we all know we can envision the the stereotypical or archetypal nerd, but why? It's
0: not fair, is it? It's not Your fair. dad's a suspenders guy, isn't he? Yes,
1: because yeah. he has no ass, so he has to wear <laughs> suspenders to keep his pants up. Otherwise, his crack always shows. I'm not even lying. <laughs> I, too, have a long crack. Yeah, I inherited that. You come from a long line of no asses, I have a long line of long cracks. (laughs) VNS
2: in 20 minutes or
0: less. So you probably heard this song, the latest single from the Darcy's that we're playing called Washed Away. It's a great tune. It is a great tune. And I love the guys from the Darcy's. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know this. A friend of the show sent us this bit of information. But they released a different version of that song in Quebec for the radio. And it's partially in French.
1: Wow, expanding to the French market—they are,
0: and like it's not the whole song is it all in French. There are still parts that are sung in English, okay. but the French parts are sung by a French singer uh, named Lily, Liliane di Francesca, I think is her name. Okay, That's um, and cool. I'll play a clip of it here for you. Yeah. It's the same song, but just. And ap- apparently that song is performing quite well in Quebec. Awesome. So it's a cool Good idea. Good yeah. We've talked about this in the past. It was Big Sugar was the first band we learned about that did that. Yeah. They released like all of their songs also in French to try to appeal to the, the French f- market as the well. The Francophone market. Yeah. Which is super funny. It so, is. Uh, as you and I have done in the past, mm-hmm. uh, we thought we'd update some other Canadian songs for French. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not good. No. I don't speak a word of French, so no, not good at all. Brace yourself. This was one of the biggest songs from a Canadian artist last year. This is Peaches from Justin Bieber. Des ortima peaches in Georgie. Oe man. Cher poiman herb de Californie. C'est cette man. Jamen manana desde le nord oue. Salut badass. Cher poiman lumière directement de la source
1: oue. Weeza.
0: Very nice. Yeah, that's going to be a hit. In Quebec, I think, I'm for so sure. I'm so sorry. We're <laughs>
1: offending so many people right now. Which one are you doing, Shawna? Uh, I'm going to do the Arkell's latest one. You can get it. With K-Flay? With K-Flay. Let
2: everybody talk right now. So tell me what
1: you want right now. You Tupo can get lover. it. You can get it.
0: By the end, it was just a series of
1: just, 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 just syllables. <laughs> just, just syllables. <laughs> the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. There are quite a few tourists around town right now. And when I'm out, I always find it kind of nice to get chatting with people. And a lot of people that I have have been from out of town. And it's funny because there's one question that they will always ask. And it's, so where do you find wildlife? And I find that hilarious. Like, People are out here to see the wildlife. They're out here to see the wildlife. So they'll be asking, they're like, is there somewhere in particular you would suggest? Like, of course, it's always we're heading to the mountains. Like, mm-hmm. where where should we go to see wildlife? And it's a funny question. But also, I was like, where would you legitimately send somebody? Like, there's two places that I've seen a lot of wildlife. One is on the Sunshine Mountain, like, uh, service road there. Okay. Uh, every single time I'm on that road, I, I, there's always elk. And I've seen bears numerous times. But that's in the spring. So I'm always like, I don't know if there'd be anything now. Hmm. I mean, Lake Louise uh, Ski Resort, they do that tour where you can take the chairlift up above and hopefully see bears because there's a bear den right below. So I suggest that as well. But I'm like, where would you tell people if they're like, where do I see wildlife? Where's the best place?
0: I don't know if I'm the best person to ask because I'm not great at seeing wildlife. Like I have never seen a bear and I've spent a ton of time out in the mountains. Never seen a bear.
1: Which is so, cr- like bears, I think they're attracted to me because another friend of mine who lives up here is so <laughs> mad because it's the same thing. I've seen probably eight just really? about every time I go to the mountains, I seem to see a bear. And my one friend, he goes out with me most times. And every time he doesn't go, I see a bear, and he gets so mad. He's and like, most of your Stupid. trips to
0: the mountains are in the winter, yeah. Whereas I well, more, yeah, I go in the, in the nicer weather usually. Mm-hmm. So I would, I think I would be more likely to see a bear than you would because you would they're think hibernating that. when you're out there. Yeah, never seen one. No, um, in the city you can see wildlife in Fish Creek.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah that's There's true. There's like
0: deer and, uh. I've apparently cougars, I never even coyotes, thought about the places
1: within the city, but you're snakes. totally right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know Springbank Golf Course out by there. There's tons of deer that are frolicking yeah. all the time out there too.
0: Um, my the, the, my best luck so far for seeing wildlife has been in Peter Lougheed Park along Highway 40. Okay. Yeah, I've seen yeah. some cool stuff out that way, but still, never a bear. Interesting. Never a bear.
1: I just... I love that concept too. Just, I want to see living things, big living things. Where do I see them? Okay.
0: You kind of have to luck out, don't you? you? Do. I don't know if there's like a formula for there's it. There's no guarantee.
1: Just... And that's what's sad is that so many people like their trip isn't complete unless they see wildlife. A lot of people actually are heading out to the mountains because they want to see a moose or a bear, yeah. right? Like you that's... you just a... have to get lucky. Yeah. it's just I'm like, you... <laughs> just I mean, catch you, could, <laughs> you could go to the zoo Okay, that's where you'll that. cool guaranteed to see some DNS in 20 minutes or less.
0: This is an American story, and I'm not sure how much it pertains to Canada, but I still found it interesting. Yeah. Um, this past December, Ford stopped taking orders for their all new electric F-150 Lightning, um, which I actually haven't seen on the roads here yet. I haven't seen one in person, but they look they sick, look
1: badass,
0: and they've started to be delivered. So it probably isn't long before we'll be seeing them. That's cool. Um, and the bare bones model of that truck was supposed to cost under $70,000 Canadian. So when they announced this this vehicle, 200,000 people put their refundable deposits down, right. and they said they're only going to be able to build about 80000 per year. So the people at the back of the line uh, are going to be waiting a while for their truck. Mm-hmm. Well, they just started taking reservations again because they, they they were too many reservations. They stopped taking them. They just opened up reservations once again. But the new price of this truck is $7,000 more in the States than it was for the first round of orders.
1: Mm, is that just COVID pricing?
0: Like well, it could be. Things I mean, are
1: going up in cost obviously materials, so they have to increase the price.
0: Vehicle scarcity, vehicles yeah. are just worth more now than they were. It could be that. I don't, I don't know if that's the case in Canada like if if the you know, if when, when you can order it once again if it's going to be that much more. Yeah. Um, and I mean like it's really it's like it's supply and demand, right? If, totally. they obviously feel that they can jack the price of these trucks up and people will still buy them. But like I think that just it just another check in the box of how unaccessible electric vehicles really are to most people. Like this was supposed to be a fairly affordable, it's $70,000. I was going to say that's
1: not exactly affordable. No, it
0: really isn't. Uh And now it's going to be even more if you can even get on the list to get one. So I don't know. That's like, they're still so expensive and they're, they're, they're hard to come by electric vehicles. And we have all these aggressive targets for when, you know, our vehicle fleet should be fully electrified. And it just seems like that's, pie in the sky at this point like
1: i mean there are some options that are less than seventy thousand, though like for electric vehicles oh i guess not for hybrids there are but not electric vehicles
0: and this is the only i believe the only electric truck on the market right Mm. now i yeah I i think like hyundai has an electric vehicle that you can get for cheaper uh i think yeah there's like the nissan leaf but Most of them are still, like all the Teslas and stuff are still super expensive. And, you know, governments have all these incentives in place for EVs. But part of me wonders if the incentives is part of the reason that the price has gone up.
1: Yeah. Well, if you say it's an extra $7,000, isn't there a $7,000 incentive that was recently announced? In the U.S.?
0: I think it was 12500 Oh, okay.
1: Because, yeah. yeah, I saw there was... Oh, yeah, that was for something else, I guess. Yeah, but... but rebates back for that amount of money. Yeah, that's and crazy. I think that
0: was part of this new, you know, climate plan that the, the Biden government yeah. has put forward and stuff. But what's to stop the manufacturer from saying, okay, the, the government is offering a $10,000 incentive on, on EVs or a rebate on EVs. Yeah. We know that a consumer is willing to spend $70,000 on a new truck. Why don't we just make the price $80,000? we will pocket the ten.
1: And of course they can. Yeah. And they probably will. That's probably what's happening.
0: So it seems greasy. It seems greasy, and it still yep. seems like we're so, so far away from being electrified.
1: VNS in 20 minutes or less. friend of the show Mel messaged in yesterday asking why some people can handle spice and others can't. So she asked if I could look into this. And apparently... Some people may have more receptors than other, making it harder for them to ingest spicy food. But for the overwhelming majority, it's just all in your head, apparently. Like, although you you feel like it's burning when you have spicy foods, it actually does zero harm to you physically. So it's all just a head game. And I guess these hot peppers, they trick your pain receptors, giving them the sensation that there's burning. But actually, there's none at all. It's the same as, have you ever had spearmint gum and it, mm-hmm. it feels cold in your mouth? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing. It does the same thing where it tricks your brain into thinking it's cold, but the gun, the gum itself isn't actually cold, right? It just feels that way.
0: I mean, couldn't that be said about any pain, really?
1: I suppose so. Like, although some pain you're not does actually... You're feeling
0: pain, it's just your brain's being tricked into thinking you're feeling pain. It's like, okay, well I'm still feeling the pain.
1: Well, but, so, the pain that actually does damage, and we've talked about this before, is like that's why we have pain, right? To tell us, okay, you could actually, this is injuring. or something bad going on with your body that we don't want. So Whereas,
0: no matter how hot something is, you couldn't actually hurt yourself with yes, it?
1: Apparently, if you have a good working digestive system, then no.
0: Like, I could sit here and eat, and I'm not, I'm someone who doesn't do well with spicy foods. Yep. I could eat the hottest pepper in the world. Mm-hmm and there would be no danger to that now perhaps there the hottest be...
1: pepper in the world is is an exception but if you were to eat some spicy food even if it's way spicier than you can handle it's not going to actually do damage to you okay so i was just like that's very interesting it's <laughs> i feel like... like if
0: your brain is registering it though then it's real it's well, a very real experience to the person who's experiencing it
1: totally and like as you build up your spain your pain tolerance i guess your your receptors just get more used to it but like Baby, like, young kids in other countries will be exposed to very spicy foods, foods that you wouldn't be able to handle. That I believe, yes. And they yeah. are fine with it, right? So it's saying, and of course, there there would be the initial, you have to give it to them first, and then maybe they eventually get used to it, but...
0: There was a funny news a YouTube clip a few years ago, there was a news blooper from this morning TV show. Yeah. And uh, the two anchors, a man and a woman, were doing the one chip challenge mm-hmm. with that super hot chip. Oh, yeah and he's absolutely dying and she is totally fine and she's like my family's Ethiopian I've been training for this my whole life she's like I've been eating the spiciest foods as far back as I can remember so I I believe that
1: yeah and in Mexico like the kids there will eat jalapeno lollipops that's like what you (laughs) give your kids it's just really here's some jalapeno in that lollipop and you suck on that I can imagine my boyfriend, Cliff, who thinks ketchup is spicy, looking at these kids like, are you kidding me right now? Well,
0: he is from Saskatchewan, he SMI, is? where we have just lots of different types of fried dough. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so. We've talked about this before. There is zero spice there. Lots of fried foods, <laughs> though. Everything's good and fried. The BNS and in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. If
0: I could. Yes. I would like to raise an issue that's been chapping my ass. Okay. Styrofoam. Styrofoam. Chapped ass. Styrofoam. Styro. Okay. Anytime you buy... A larger item right now it comes in a box and then it's packed with styrofoam and as far as I know there is nowhere to recycle styrofoam around here I was reading about this and apparently styrofoam can be recycled but it's not real common Mm -hmm. There's only this like a handful of companies that do it and I'm unaware of anywhere around here that you can do it interesting so you buy something with enough styrofoam Mm -hmm. what are we supposed to do with it
1: Put it in your garbage. Fill up your garbage, and then that's it.
0: Yeah, it would fill up like I, I bought a tool the other day that came in a box packed with styrofoam. Took the styrofoam out, and I was like, if I put this in my black cart, it's full. Yes, completely for and for two weeks. And that's then I, true. what do I do with the other garbage that we have from the house?
1: I actually have some styrofoam laying around as well. Also, it's it sounds awful. It does when you touch it. So it that's does. also another thing that chaps your ass.
0: And it's like basically air. It weighs nothing. So you fill up your black cart with yep. almost nothing. So I'm like, okay, what's my other option? I could run it to the dump, but the minimum charge of the dump is $25. Yeah. Even though like it weighs nothing. like Would there even be a difference on the scale if as you came and went?
1: No. Uh, it so, is fun to whack people with because of how light it is, though. That is one thing you can do with it. Hit people as hard as you can with it because it really doesn't hurt. Makes a goddamn mess, though. It sure does, yeah.
0: So I was like, what do I do with this? I'm paying $25 mm-hmm. to dump one piece of essentially air at the dump. Yeah. So what do you do? Burn it. Just kidding.
1: Don't burn it. I just wanted to toss it out there and get some people real riled up up in the morning. (laughs) Don't burn the styrofoam. Just kidding. Just kidding.
0: But like with our new house, I've had to make several of these purchases. Like these, you know, we bought a new microwave. Comes packed in styrofoam. Yeah. Okay. What do I do? What the hell do I do with all this styrofoam now?
1: Does styrofoam make a cool color when it's burnt, do you think?
0: You should burn a bunch of it. I'm just curious. This weekend and let us know. And then film it? and then put it Post on, it the, on internet, the internet where people are very reasonable. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm going to do this weekend.
0: Burn a bunch of styrofoam. Think hey, your I ass is chapped.
1: Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm going to chap everybody's <laughs> ass on the internet this weekend. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast.
0: Back clear?
2: you like napalm?
0: <laughs> I've, I've never used it.
2: Uh, well, I don't suggest that you use it without a little bit of research, but uh, you can make napalm by melting styrofoam in gasoline. Really? Really. So even if you don't like to burn things uh, uncontrollably with napalm, you can still disintegrate your styrofoam into a smaller package.
0: Okay.
1: Someone just said, if you get a Rubbermaid bin full of acetone and put the styrofoam in it, it will dissolve.
2: Yep. Yeah, acetone works as well. But gasoline for more fun.
0: What do you do with the acetone then? Yeah.
2: Well, you can burn it off. I mean, do you have a fire pit?
0: I do, but I also live in the suburbs.
2: Oh, you don't want to burn it then?
0: No, I was. does it burn black?
2: It I think it would, yeah. But if you melted it down and, and had your small mixture of styrofoam and acetone, could you not then take it to, say, like a fire department for a hazardous waste disposal?
0: Interesting.
1: The fact that everybody knows this kind of thing on how to dissolve things, I'm like, <laughs> dissolved a few how bodies do you get rid of a in body? Your
2: life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> body, I'm unsure about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure you are. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: You know it's being recorded. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah. We're getting well, some chemicals. Help. We're gonna go mix chemicals and burn things. It's you gonna be a good weekend. You sound like you yeah. might
0: have a copy of the Anarchist's Cookbook. <laughs> do you? <laughs> science experiments all around. Yeah. The
1: BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. I spend a lot of time on the Bow River pathway, biking around and all that kind of stuff. And I have noticed that there's some etiquette that a lot of people seem to forget when it comes to the pathways, mm-hmm. like walking on the right hand side. Yeah, that's a pretty
0: simple one. It's
1: very simple. Same as the road. Same as the road. Just the right hand side is also. It's very bizarre because the bike lanes. A lot of people will bike the opposite direction in the bike lanes. Huh. Yes. So I will see people, and I will be going the way on the right-hand side in yeah. the designated bike lane, and somebody will be coming at me going the opposite direction.
0: Are they from nope. <laughs> they from the UK?
1: I People seem they to for- just...
0: Forgot they were in the colonies?
1: It's very odd. I mean, sometimes it's one-way street. So what's happening is there's a bike lane on that one-way street, and then the, the other bike lane going the other direction is one street over. So I don't know if people oh. don't realize that, and they just kind of go, well, let's both... Just go on this one, but it's extremely dangerous yeah. because if a car is coming and both of you are in that lane, there's not enough room for both of you. So Someone's when that happens, the road. I have to, you know, do a really quick shoulder check and hope there's no car and then veer into the road around them. That's another one. Just a couple things. Also, when you're on the bike lanes or, or, or whatever, don't walk six people across.
0: Six abreast, six of veg. like don't yeah. or
1: four or even two, where you're taking up the whole thing, <laughs> because there are other people who are trying to get in those lanes. You know.
0: My favorite of the people when you ding your bell and then they like jump across the path the other way. Yeah. yeah and it's, nope. And they're just terrified. <gasps> <laughs> yep. How are you getting by out here? Like I know. You could stay where you are, or you could take a slight step to the right if you prefer. I think sometimes people
1: forget that other people also are using those pathways. Like sometimes, yeah. even when there's four across and you you go around eventually, they are like, what are you doing here? Like they give you that look, and you're like, well, this is a shared pathway for everybody.
0: Conversely, mm-hmm. from the other side of things, I have seen, like I've been out walking with my kids yes. on the shared pathway, and I have I try to corral them and say, stay to the right, stay to the right. Yeah. Don't. And I've seen so many like goofy-ass cyclists who are... It's like this probably Sunday afternoon probably isn't the time to beat your Strava record, no, you know? Like they're they're annoyed not. that they can't get through fast enough. Yeah, and it's that's... like it's it's a beautiful afternoon on a weekend. Like Chill. it's packed out here. You don't need to set any time records there, Lance Armstrong. No, and like, children
1: are different, right? Like, if I see kids, I slow right down, even if they're like, you just, because they're children. You never know. They they could veer in front of you, so you mosey on. And they but got the right. full gear on, and they're just like, Yeah, you can't on weekends. Come on, man. The, most of the cyclists who I've seen who are hardcore like that are not on those pathways on the weekend because you can't. You just can't. Hopefully. if You're setting a land speed record, okay? <laughs> That's not a thing. Uh, I do have to admit, though, I sometimes do something when if there's people like, you know how there's the designated path? So sometimes it's bike only or yeah. walk only. So yeah. if I see somebody walking and they're like on their phone and completely oblivious and they're... In the bike path? In the bike path, you know, designated bike path and like in the middle of it where I can't get through. I sometimes may or may not cut them off just a little bit when I pass. I just I call it buzzing the tower a little bit just to let <laughs> them know that they should... Oh my God, I just buzz. I buzz the tower. Just
0: you come. You come in too close. A little, little too close. A little
1: too close. Like yeah. not to the point where I'm going to hurt them, but just to let them know that maybe they should, first of all, pay attention, and second of all, get out of the bike lane. Okay, honestly, hit them
0: with a fart as you're coming by.
1: <laughs> just buzz the tower with a heads up. Yep. Yeah.
2: <laughs>